You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing how we can build and maintain a dental team that will allow us to succeed. Our guest is Dr. Todd Snyder, a popular speaker on VivaLearning.com, a cosmetic dentist, author, international lecturer, researcher, and instructor at various teaching facilities. Dr. Snyder is a consultant for numerous dental manufacturing companies and has had the opportunity to research and recommend changes for many of the materials now being used in dentistry. You can reach Dr. Snyder at www.legion.dentist. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our sponsor, SciCan, a world-renowned company that provides a complete range of infection control solutions for dental practices. So if you're looking for equipment or products in the area of infection control, look no further than SciCan, known as the maker of the Statum Cassette Autoclave, the fastest cassette autoclave out there for sure. SciCan offers cutting-edge solutions for efficiently washing, disinfecting, and sterilizing dental instruments. A really phenomenal company great products. You'll see it at the dental shows or showrooms and so forth. Super cutting edge stuff. They make any Stericenter stand out. So we thank SICAN for their support for this podcast series with Dr. Snyder. Dr. Snyder, it's a pleasure to have you back on Dental Talk. Thanks so much, Phil. So this is our fourth episode of a series of four, all of which are sponsored by SICAN, as we mentioned in our introduction. The first one is making more by doing less. We did another one, profitable ways to cutting overhead. The third one was dental office simplicity with workflow efficiency. And this, of course, is staffing secrets for success. So a study by the ADA reported that the number one biggest frustration for dentists is their staff. Now, do you agree with that? Oh, totally. And we use this quite often in my trainings that, you know, part of the reason we have so much frustration is because we as dentists, the business owner, the person that's kind of overseeing everything, we don't spend the time to train our employees typically, you know, and there's another study that said only like 99% offices train their staff. And so you're assuming they either knew what they're doing when they came in or someone else in the office is going to train them. And so they've part of the reason they found out that the biggest frustration is staffing is really, again, I hate to say it. It's, it's me. It's the dentist. It's the dentist's fault that they haven't trained the staff efficiently. And so people aren't doing things well or pointing fingers at each other. And so hence the frustrations arise and, and the arguments and whatnot. So at the end of the day, yeah, it, it is a big frustration, but it's because we haven't trained the team how to do things the way we want. And so that's definitely going to make or break you based on how you're managing that. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine someone coming in new that doesn't know how the office works and you can just expect them to you know, carry on the person they replaced like nothing's ever happened. That's kind of a delusional expectation. Would you Would you agree? Very much so. Yeah, yeah. So, and by the way, we have a new podcast program being launched, uh, not available yet, but Dr. Snyder will be the host, and I believe the name of it is Delusional, so we'll look for that. And Dr. Snyder will be on this show more as he gets closer to launching his podcast, so we can find out more about that, but that is exciting. So, what have you done, Dr. Snyder, to attract and manage staff so that you have less frustrations? What are some of the key things? You know what? Over the years, I have taken a very different approach as usual for me. I take the road less traveled. And so (laughs) I'll go to places like Nordstrom and Ritz-Carlton, and I'll take my whole staff as kind of an outing and give them a, a, you know, a task that they have to go talk to certain employees, you know, go talk to the concierge, go talk to someone that's walking the floor, you know, find different people that are high enough inside the company that you can have a conversation with. 
Um, and, and so part of it is like, see if they're happy with where they're at and why and learn from that, but also see if they're ever, you know, wanting to be someplace different, you know, and tell them how phenomenal your experience is. And you'd be amazed how you can find people that are thinking about having a job change. So you get someone that's been trained by a very high end, you know, five-star company like a Nordstrom or Ritz-Carlton or Mercedes-Benz or what have you, you can get some phenomenal front office people out of this. Now, in addition, I, I look differently in that I'm going into like Indeed and LinkedIn to look for new potential employees. And so I'm looking for, again, a, a concierge type person or position. And so this last time I looked for a new front office, I had like 350 applicants. And that was during COVID. Uh, it was the beginning of this year. And where a lot of offices say, well, it's hard to find employees. I said, you're not posting the right ad. You're still fishing in the same pond. I'm going to a different place and I'm, I'm using different bait to lure people in. And so again, thinking differently, acting differently allows you to be more successful. But, um, you know, for the same token, once you find these people, you got to make sure you train them. And so training becomes important. If you've got lots of employees running around, that's a problem. And so I like having less employees that are highly trained that work more efficiently by themselves versus having numerous people. Yeah, I love that idea about going to uh, companies, organizations that have already vetted people and having a chat with them and you can't lose because your employees could learn something just from the interaction with those very highly trained individuals who are vetted by these high-end companies that rely on customer service and and making sure that the relationship that they have with their customers is strong and they say the right things, they act the right way. And then of course, who knows, they could be working for you one day, right? Uh, under the right circumstance. Those are some of the things you do to attract and manage staff. When you bring on someone you really like, is it more important to have someone who has the right personality that you think would fit in well with the culture of your practice and then worry about the dental aspect of it later as a secondary training thing? What's more important? You know, I, I see it that way. And I think Southwest used to do the same thing and they probably still do. You know, you hire for the personality, you hire for the drive and the motivation to, to do things right. Uh, you can always train someone on the, the dentistry. You can train them on the software. That part's easy. Um, so I'm always looking for a motivated, outgoing individual. And that has always served me well. Versus, I, I hate to say it, but usually when I've hired someone in the past that was already in dentistry, you know, they come with kind of their already preset knowledge and training. And that's not necessarily what I want, but to break someone's habits becomes more difficult than training someone the right way in the beginning. Right. Uh, for the same same token, my dental assistants, I usually get my dental assistants right out of school and they don't know anything, which is fine because I want to train them the way, you know, I want things done. Right. But so, you're not going to you're not going to take someone from Nordstrom's and have them make a nine unit provisional either. Right. Obviously. Right. That's not right. Gonna, OK. Yeah. So let's just let's just clear that point out. Yeah. So they, they could. No. Uh, yeah, they so, yeah, could, they're right. like a front office. They're front office. But you know, the other right. thing, as I mentioned, front I, I, you know, I do most of the stuff myself, which based on one's business practice that that may or may not work for you. But for me, I make my own tempers and stuff. So I literally just need someone who's happy and talks to the patient and gets them motivated, can hand me an instrument that I've trained in what each instrument is called or to go grab some materials for me or load a tray with some impression material. So their job's pretty darn easy. Right. But you know, right. I know that's not the same for everyone. But again, you hire for that type of person um, and then you can train them for the rest. Right. Uh, and, you know, when you say easy, it's easy, quote unquote, easy, it's not complex as far as some of the, the tasks, but they're obviously they're an integral part of making sure your office runs properly. What type of problems have you encountered in your office that have made you make the biggest changes? You know, I think the biggest changes that have happened would, you know, when you have a staff turnover that, uh, 
you know, you, you start to recognize like, well, what could I have done differently on that? You know, could I have recognized it early on? Could I have done better training? And so early in my career, I started to recognize, well, I'm no different than everyone else out there. I recognize I wasn't training people. And so when you see the problem, you see it as a gift and an opportunity. The opportunity was I can change this. I finally see the gift in front of me. I need to now take that gift. And so for me, everyone I hire uh, is, you know, obviously is important, as you mentioned, an integral part of the team. I couldn't do my job without them. I couldn't be successful without them. Doesn't matter who it is, but they all have to be trained. So everyone is cross-trained in my office, not necessarily like my dental assistant can do hygiene, but they're all cross-trained to handle a patient, to have a conversation, to schedule uh, the patient, to collect the money, to take phone calls and answer questions. And so they've all been trained in that sense. And part of the way we do this, because you say, well, I don't have time to train. I, I got to sit behind the chair and make the money is we implement an online training system that's available 24 seven. And so every one of my staff goes through this and they don't go through it once, they go through it over and over, over the years. And so All Star Dental Academy is an online training program that has ridiculous amounts of information, stuff that I could never even begin to cover even if I had the time. And so the employees go through this entire program and it has you know, all the content there for them to, to engage and listen to and to watch but also it tests them along the way to make sure they're paying attention, understanding the concepts. And then we can just get together with our daily or weekly huddles to then go over the content and make sure everyone understands that. So for me, learning how to get people trained within my, my time frame as far as my systems is implementing something where I don't have to be present, that do they, they can do it on their do own. Do they do this tr online training after work hours or during the workday? So it depends. You know, like we, we don't see patients typically on Thursday or if we do, it's just a big case. And so there's plenty of time on Thursdays for them to train. There's also time on, you know, if you have a break in the schedule uh, on a normal day, if, you know, if a patient no shows what not or, or needs to be moved off, they can train then. Or if they want, I can pay them after hours. It's their choice. I can't enforce them to do anything after hours. But if they say, hey, I'd love to get some, some extra hours this weekend. Can I do some training? Sure, happily pay you. Not a problem. Mm -hmm. We talked about some of the technology in a previous podcast related to the Stereo center, which is really important as far as efficiency in instrument sterilization and the whole process that's behind that. And that includes staff. So is it important? Um, and I think that's a simple question. I mean, the answer is probably yes, of course it's important, but I'm going to ask it anyway, to make sure that the equipment and technology that you have in the office, not only is efficient and works and could save you on on staffing, but also doesn't frustrate your staff. If the things you buy for your office or the things you have in your office are antiquated, they're not working well, they need to be repaired a lot, they don't dry the instruments well, for instance, this causes frustration and stress, and then you have a much more difficult time managing your staff. Can you just address that as, as we wrap it up? Yeah, definitely. You know, again, I like to implement systems so that I can have less staff so that they can be more efficient. So the right technology allows me to have less employees to do the job. And so that that relates to also um, the sterilization. You know, if, if I can have one less person there because it's more efficient and, and simplified, then that makes my job easier. There's less frustration that I have less people to manage. But for the same token, I think they love it that, hey, I've got new technology. I can just push a button. It makes my job fast and efficient. And now I can get back on point to what I was doing. And so anytime you can implement technology, again, whether it be sterilization, phone calls, online training, all of these things, I think, make for a better experience for the employee 
that they can have less frustration, that they understand what needs to be done, or they have a simplification of their process so they can do more things in less time versus That's something that obviously yeah, isn't working or is broken or constantly an issue. You mentioned something about a phone system earlier to me. The Weave phone system is a voice over IP phone system that has software that ties into your practice management system. And it also sits on your smartphone. And I, we could spend a lot of time going to everything that it does, but I have never seen anything that does as much as this does all in one software. And that's where I mentioned, I think in a prior podcast, where I literally almost don't need a front office anymore because of all of the technology that this one software can do for me. In conclusion, I just want to remind everybody that Dr. Snyder does have a training program of his own called Legion.Dentist, which I mentioned in the intro, L-E-G-I-O-N.Dentist. Uh, check that out. He does one-on-ones. He does group uh, meetings where he talks about where you are now, where you plan to be in the future, and really listens to you. Um, and with his help, it helps you build confidence and make the right decisions to make sure that you're going down the path to success. And these kinds of things are invaluable while you're making that path. Uh, you even talk about selling practices, right? And exiting. Do you not? You know, we've talked about it to a couple of people. I don't have an actual program on it, but we talk about all of these different things. Um, so yeah, pretty much anything you ever have to deal with in dentistry, we have people that have done it or I've done it. And so we share all this knowledge uh, in a big round table or, or as well as one-on-one. Yeah. So uh, again, that's something that if you're interested, you can check that out online. Thank you very much, Dr. Snyder. We really appreciate it. That concludes the four-part series sponsored by SciCan. There's a lot of information that we've covered, and we really appreciate your input, as always, on Viva Learning. Thanks again, Phil. Always fun.